This is a Burn FM podcast. Are you are you hydrogen? Why? Because I want to fuse with you and make helium. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what this was. Someone in the walls. Welcome to 2AM STEM, your bi-weekly dose of STEM and chaotic energy, narrated by a quartet of procrastinating STEM students. Energy is one of the fundamental properties of our world, and it has been the center of major discussion in the recent decades. From transportation and heating systems, to electricity and the internet, energy is being consumed at an ever-increasing rate especially so in the last 20 years. The preservation of our environment and future prospects of progress are closely linked to the development of renewable energy sources. Therefore, in this episode we will focus on the scientific as well as the socio-political ramifications of nuclear energy. Are the risks taken in pursuing nuclear fusion and fission justifiable, or should efforts and investment be dedicated towards other energy sources? Should we abandon nuclear energy altogether? Well, the answer to that is quite complicated, but we'll try to present an overall image for you to form your opinion. And today we are back in the studio, four of us, with myself, Dimitri. And, uh, hello, I'm Jason McLaughlin. I'm Jack Griffiths. And I'm Dimitri Fernandov. Dimitri Fernandov. (laughs) (laughs) And let's set this off. Welcome back to 2AM STEM. It's right. been a while. Well, we're glad to be back. I yeah. think Christmas, no? No. No, we no. did. We did, we did, we did, we did one. We've done one since. Yeah, we did one for Ukraine. It's been, it's, it hasn't been bi-weekly. We've been a little bit slacking. I mean, but we've had lab reports. We've, we've been, had we've lab been reports. pretty freaking busy. We're actually uni students. Yeah. yeah. Like crazy old world. So crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, we actually do stuff, guys. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we wait for the exact for the for the last moment, then we apply for an extension, <laughs> and then we do it after. This is strategy, yeah. <laughs> and then the extension runs out, and then we have a couple more days, and then that's when we start actually writing the report. That's uh Well, I think we should get right into this, and I'd like to yes propose a question to all of you. In fact, is that why do we talk about nuclear energy in this way? I mean, we don't have this debate over, say, I don't know the ramifications of power used for the internet or power used for cars or rather we do but we just don't in the same ways we do with this because when we talk about nuclear energy we are talking about policy and to what ends that we use nuclear power to achieve that and i'd like to propose that the fact that we do that is because we don't have an accurate information of what actually happens in the event that nuclear power goes wrong so well that's I'm not entirely sure about that. I, there's a difference to be made between, you know, energy directed towards uh, internet cars because that's all uses of energy, whereas mm. nuclear. That's not a generation of energy. Yes, <laughs> maybe generation. And I do feel like there's really good policies currently in place for nuclear containment specifically because that's been something that was under uh, focus and under discussion, mm. um, and obviously all the preceding accidents that have happened fukushima uh chernobyl mm. they're all places for people to learn from that the sort of failures that we face then yes and 
I, I feel like we've well we've all done research about this and so obviously all of you know quite a lot about <laughs> this in terms of um well fukushima in in quite basic terms what do you guys want to focus on because there's chernobyl which uh, was a reactor meltdown i believe and then we had it's a, it's a flaw in the design yeah of the i mean both of them were oh, I fukushima so, yeah. and like literally the both of both of these i mean not not as much chernobyl but like Fukushima, the the reactor should have never been built in the way it was built, mm-hmm. because because y- you you can you can build you can build a, a reactor in Japan without taking into account um, earthquakes, equ- earthquakes yeah. and tsunamis, mm. and those are two mm-hmm. things that that was basically just ne- negligence on the part of the constructions, uh, the construct constructors, and also the, on the part for me. Um, of the body that was just overseeing the entire process of yeah, the regulations mm-hmm. were not strict enough, and you know the the experts got complacent basically, and just sort of allowed something to happen that they treated as uh, impossibility. When considering the conditions of Japan, earthquakes, tsunamis should have been an inevitable inevitability. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the reason why we talk about nuclear energy specifically, you yeah. know, because you asked in the beginning, and I feel like. It's much more evident when a nuclear design fails. Mm. Uh, it's much more, well, it's drastic. Yeah. And perhaps it's much easier to see than the effects of, say, uh, coal burning on health mm. or hydro stations or, uh, well, geothermal. But yeah, It's something that is so scary to think of. And I feel like for a lot of people, because it's quite often that we don't like not everybody knows how a nuclear fission reactor works Mm. we just hear nuclear and the first association we have is radiation radiation and bombs and well the military yeah and i feel like it's important to lay a solid introduction and background of how that energy is produced yeah and what happens when it goes wrong what happens yeah yeah if i might put it to all of you now to have a have a guess how many people do you think died because of chernobyl I, for the people who actually listened to our previous episode, they should know. Well, <laughs> I want to hear it from all of you again. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe not so much homework, but just directly but just a because guess. of explosion or I'm talking, after I'm talking radiation because radiation. about I think about fifty died in the explosion. Thirty. Yes. Thirty. Yeah. About Thirty. That Thirty in the explosion, and then according to the at least the UN, uh, but by the way, in the UN is. By the way, UN is not really sure about this because they're saying that this might yeah. be uh, a, at least, a, a, again, a number that is overestimated. It's about 4,000 people. Yeah, and here's, yeah, so I've got the, the UN study here that says 4,000. But here's the thing with Chernobyl studies. They range from about 4,000 on the lower end, which is what the UN came up with, mm-hmm. to all the way up to about 40,000, which is the amount that's... The German Green Party came up with? No, no, this is the amount... This is the amount of sort of um, people who see receive widows' pensions from people who died in Chernobyl in mm-hmm. Ukraine. So that's how many of the people they pay out to. Um, a study done by the German Green, the European Coalition of Greens, oh, yeah. it, it puts the death toll at about sixty thousand. Yeah, but also like the the UN, uh, the uh, it's the mm, I'm not sure about the name of the entire commission, but it's the commi- It's basically the. Commission for uh, Nuclear Safety. Yeah, uh, they've been they've been saying that even the, those four thousand people they believe have died, 
uh, might actually still be uh, an an over an overestimation of how many people were affected by by uh, by Chernobyl. Mm. The reason for it is because we've seen a, a lot of we've seen an increase, especially in Eastern Europe, um, in uh, deaths due to cancer, mm. and a lot of the a lot of the cancers. Mm. Could be attributed, yes, to um, to nuclear explosion, uh, to nuclear exposure. However, the thing is, in Eastern Europe, the 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 rise, the increase of cases of people who die due to um, uh, due to these kinds of of deaths, due, due to cancers and and, and tumors and so forth mm. and so on. Uh, it's not too much different than other parts of the world, yeah. which have only, which have seen the exact same increase in uh, in the length of the human life. So, to a, to a big extent, this could like all of these deaths that, especially the uh, European coalition of green parties, mm. is attributing to to Chernobyl, could just be natural deaths that occur at later stages of life. Exactly. Due to yeah. It is difficult to attribute. Yeah. It's really of, hard to sort of yeah. wean out this sort of. <laughs> Uh, of you know where these vectors which like transmitted from beyond the immediate impact yeah, beyond, area, the immediate be- impact beyond taking the initial area of yeah, sort yeah. of and in we fact also there's a lot of debate oh, sorry David, yeah. um, there's a lot of debate actually of wh- who is even affected by the fallout mm-hmm. because some some studies like the UN only focus on Belarus Chernobyl and Russia while uh, studies from the Union of Concerned Scientists uh, put the spread range of the entire northern hemisphere mm-hmm. and even then there's still there's still arguments to be made that the fact that nobody knows what the effects are of radiation on the human body at very low levels and so that it's very hard to sort of and that it's hard to wean out sort of mm-hmm. background radiation from say um changes in like habits of lifestyle like smoking or drinking and stuff like that yeah and so, as well as sorry yeah, sorry yeah, i go. want to interrupt you yeah. no go for it no it's just that i feel like we are jumping into this quite quickly and yeah. we have to cover the basics of what radiation is how nuclear fission happens what it is in the first place right mm, yeah uh to really then assess you know how it affects us um so unless jack you want to go ahead about it i'm <clears> gonna i can give a sort of uh, generic layout if, if you want to add something to it I can we... give a generic um, description of nuclear fission go for right, it let's do that and talk about reactors and how they really operate right yeah. how about I'll do the physics bit and then you do reactors because I think you know about that a bit more like yeah, uh, I do um, so the basic uh, element right of the building block in in physics is well you have the uh, you, you have the atom let's just say it's the atom for now uh, and the bigger the atom is which is comprised of protons neutrons nucleus the bigger the nucleus is the less stable it becomes because what you have the force that keeps the atom together is called the strong nuclear force and that acts over very very short distances therefore by increasing this sort of core if you wish of the atom you are making your atom a lot less stable, which is why we have a limit on how many you know protons can fit into uh, an atom, essentially. So that's uh, why we use very, if we use very large atoms, such as uh, uranium, um, you and induce a small, like you put energy into it, you, you strike it with a neutron, it is likely to um, separate into so, uh, smaller particles, that travel at high exactly it offsets the balance of the of the atom and splits it which also releases energy and that's sort of breaking this sort of strong nuclear force that's the core 
um, idea of nuclear fission is the separation of particles. And because as you separate a particle, you create more charged nu neutrons, which then strike other particles, uh, which carry on, carry on, and carry on. And that's compared to fusion, in which case you fuse two element, two particles together. So fission is the one that we've primarily used, and fusion is something that we're researching into. And right, I'll, I'll pass on to you, Greg. Yeah. So yeah, um, <clears throat> so uh, the nuclear reactors we use right now is all fission because fusion is so much harder to create the certain conditions for the fusion. Uh, but nu nuclear fission mainly uses the energy from the separation of the isotopes. In normal cases, uranium-235 mm -hmm. is the isotope that we use. We use the energy from that to heat up water to create steam and that steam is then used to turn a turbine yes and that turbine then generates electrical energy which is passed off into the national grid or wherever it goes to and within this reactor core is main there's three main rods that we use as the fuel rod which actually holds the uranium 235 mm -hmm. or i think there's another one that they may use but I, I think don't. thorium is something they're Th researching like thorium, okay yeah. there's a variety of nuclear um plant well fuels. Fuels. Uh, fuels and different types of them that are like being looked into so the light water one light water nuclear reactor i think is what you're talking about where the water is heated mm. and it's uh it's a source of well I mean, most heat into most turbine. nuclear most fusion nuclear reactors use water I mean, mm -hmm. most energy sources use I mean, water. They it's normally use the water them. to heat it up. Yeah, but they normally use uranium for the the source to heat <coughs> up that water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we normally use there's th like I said three different rods, fuel rods, and then there's the moderators, which normally use the are used to control the speed of those neutrons mm -hmm. within the re reactor core, which normally uses water or graphite yeah. to slow down the reaction not necessarily stop the reaction because the neutrons are still out there and they can still cause a chain reaction with those isotopes and there's also the control rods these control rods actually absorb the neutrons when their chain reaction is getting too much so reaction too much you have an atomic bomb that's an uncontrolled fission Essentially, reaction that that's is that is the yeah. basic essence of a atomic bomb, yeah. Yes, so you have the moderators, which is the water, which slows down the impact of the neutron. And then you have the control rods, which are lowered and absorb neutrons in, into them. Um, and I think, okay, so to give an example of those not working is Chernobyl, I think, where the control rods couldn't be lowered because the reactor was, well, because um, the fuel rod was melted. I think that's what happened, right? Yeah, essentially yeah. the um, the control rods and the stopping mechanism wasn't designed in such a way that it could immediately slow down the reactor. And in fact, it's a very complicated process, but yeah, it, was it was already too far gone. Yeah, and when they put the control rods back in to try to stop it, it essentially just ignited in just the yes. worst possible way. It also way. came down to uh, some training faults. It came so down to a lot of faults, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, in fact, I, I think it was while it was doing a safety check. It was, yeah, it was a routine yeah. safety yeah, check routine that safety had been check. delayed to the evening of that day. And in fact, that a less experienced night crew had come on instead of this sort of regular day crew. Yes. And the boss was under pressure to just sort of get it done. 
and get it on with and he just sort of ignored sort of safety basic safety because mm-hmm. there there were a lot of things that he that they were supposed to go wait a second and yeah. they should have they should have uh completely abandoned all efforts to continue on this uh to continue on this test but yeah yeah essentially it was uh <laughs> it still is like Chernobyl was a very very old uh, reactor. It was not mm-hmm. something even even at the even at that point of time, it was not a, a reactor that was like kind of like a state of the art reactors. No, no. There were way better reactors at that point being yeah. built all over Europe. At the to, point yeah. to this day, I think a lot of the reactors, current nuclear reactors, have really old technology, and that's like one of the difficulties with it is that at least in the West, you have you need a lot of investment to yeah. uh, sort of upgrade and, you know, make them up to date with new technology. Or even just to build like an even an yeah. older nuclear power yeah. plant. The startups have been costing capital are massive and yes. they pay for mm-hmm. themselves over maybe 50, 60 years. Compare that to like a wind turbine or something, which has mm. been much more favorable in market conditions. That takes about just fewer years to build and only about 10 years to pay for itself. And then you also have the debate of whether nuclear um, energy is really rely oh sorry renewable because you do it isn't entirely renewable because you do use uranium but it produces you use so little of it if you if you actually do the investment if you actually do the funding uh and start investing into reactors that could use uh used nuclear fuels yes which is which is a new sort of thing that has it's not it's not it's not a new thing the first the first reactors like this were built in the 90s the issue is no one really wanted to go for that because people even in the 90s there were it was the the movement for renewables was kind of like just starting yeah uh the issue is I think at least my my own issue with with renewables is the fact that they're really unreliable at this at this point of time, and if all of that investment was actually put into nuclear uh, and, and especially fusion reactors, we might have been way better off right now. Mm. I disagree. I disagree. Problem it's, is yeah. with with the scale and the scope that we have to decarbonize all our electric grids. We simply can't build nuclear power plants fast enough. They are incredibly costly and lengthy to build and in a free market where you know investors will want their money to be returned back to them quicker then they will go and invest in wind and solar the problem is and there are other problems as well such as the fact that there are so many different types of nuclear reactors out there and that they've become so closely guarded secrets by respective governments that selling nuclear reactors to other countries becomes of another arm of foreign policy yeah china selling the size of sea reactor (laughs) Yeah, basically, it's the... Yeah, but the problem with the renewables, um, solar, hydro, all of that, it doesn't come from... It's much more efficient, I'd say, than uh, burning oil and carbon, uh, just uh, coal in general. Mm. But the problem there is we have limited capacity to store it. It's efficient as a fuel, but it's not efficient as as like... um, No, I mean... If you, if you want to be really efficient at using your resources, you mm-hmm. would go for for fossil fuels, because fossil fuels the the thing is they're so much easier and there's an entire infrastructure already built for you to use them. Yeah. So the issue the issue right now, uh, and it's an issue for all of the governments around the world why we can't really switch to renewables and nuclear is the fact that 
uh, fossil fuels are so integrated into our everyday life, mm-hmm. we literally cannot switch. If we try to switch, what what governments could do is they could stop paying um, all of these all of these companies the, to sell the fuel for cheaper price in order to keep all of the goods cheap. But this leads to uh, people having miserable ways uh, of life. Obviously, it's not realistic. It's not something to, that could work. You know, snap your fingers and yeah. switch from. It's it's a it's government. a very lengthy and not a very complicated a complicated yeah. um, a kind of a, a, a transition. But the thing yeah. is, you don't have you don't need to have seventy percent of our energy produced by fossil fuels. It's it's a question yeah, of could be yes, like France whether and can Sweden. We? Exactly, it's France and Sweden are the two most well. Renewable energy source, well, yeah, source, yeah. Re- reliant. Sweden, Sweden, uh, yeah, depend. Yeah, Sweden relies mostly on hydro and nuclear, whilst France, France relies just mainly Main on nuclear. nuclear. This is a very interesting story, actually. I was hoping someone would bring up France's nuclear energy because it is they do rely heavily on nuclear energy, and. Uh, if you look at somewhere like Germany, just across the border, which committed to actually denuclearizing its whole grid in the uh, in the late eighties, and how they're going on with their uh, sort of renewable um, revolution. It's very important here. So basically, this actually comes from Chernobyl. In the immediate sort of weeks and months afterwards. Um, Basically, the German ruling Social Democratic Party switched from pro-nuclear to anti-nuclear overnight and committed to, with its local governments, denuclearifying its whole grid, which then later governments upheld. In France, though, it was a lot harder. They didn't bring in restrictions on anything such as, like, contaminated foodstuffs or meats or imports from Eastern Europe that might be contaminated as well. And in fact, the only one government agency actually had the power to sort of set nuclear limits in France which non-governmental experts weren't given access to. They weren't given access to that data and why they chose those sort of limits. And even other government bodies weren't allowed to question why France had sort of set these sort of levels. So in fact, the uh, nuclear opposition was able to sort of form S much, much quicker in Germany, while in France they basically had no chance at all because the, everything was being kept from them. And it's mm-hmm. just and it's a very interesting fact, sort of looking at how these two different countries have sort of gone two separate paths basically yeah and now and now even more and more germans die because of fossil fuels and because they mm. are they they cannot like the renewables cannot cannot uh just replace uh the nuclear the, the thing that is replacing the nuclear is basically uh f- fossil fuels and they're yeah. that's and a, that's the, a bit of a that's a bit of an over exaggeration germany it's is not really it's, no, it's, it is. it's every every single year a thousand more than the the, the previous year died due to fossil fuel and the and yeah the, but overall germany's carbon output is slowly coming down they are achieving well, what they yeah. want to achieve it's certainly been a lot harder yeah, looking at nuclear the, energy sorry looking at yeah. the effects sort of uh on the health specifically from nuclear and carbon and all that mm. we can't neglect yeah it's much easier as i said before to notice when something happens goes wrong with nuclear energy or radiation mm. but there's a lot stronger passive effect from the use of uh fossil fuels yeah so the whole thing here is really how do you manage a transition into a society that uses primarily renewable sources uh, of energy because currently we c- do not have the capacity to store such amounts of energy that we need because obviously you have you don't you don't always have winds or tidal power or well sun for that matter yeah so you need 
very developed sort of batteries for that. Yeah. Which we don't have the capacity to build. Obviously, we're developing. We, we do. The thing is, we're just focusing on the wrong kind of batteries right now. Well, we're focusing yeah. on, on the batteries that we have in our phones, we have on our computers. Well, they're lithium focusing, batteries. The lithium they're very batteries. good batteries. Yeah. They're the most efficient way that we've got yeah, so but, far. But the, the issue with lithium batteries is you kind of have a certain limit to how much you can store within them. And they're better... Mm. Uh, better types of batteries such as uh, melting metal batteries mm. uh, which can which can basically store as much energy as you want the issue is we're just not good at building them mm. and there are a few um, kind of a few st startups a few organizations that are trying to just make these kind of batteries better but it's it's to a point where most corporations and most uh, companies especially in the in the tech sector are focusing their efforts into just making um, uh, normal batteries that we use every single day yeah, just a little bit better. It's a problem with the it's a problem with the free market again. Like with the problems that nuclear power plants aren't being built quick enough is the fact that they're not nuclear power plants and these new types of batteries are not you know good enough for investors to actually pour their money into the development process for. But see, with the moderating and controlling technology that we have in current light water nuclear fission reactors, you can achieve constant energy output, mm. which is, you know, more than you can say for certain, you know, like solar power, uh, solar, solar cells or mm. Mm -hmm. Um, wind turbines. So it is really about, I, mean, I keep coming back to the point of how do we balance this, right? Because it's been clear that with the growing concerns for climate change, we really need to limit our greenhouse output. Yeah, it, It's more expensive to you if you don't do it. Well, exactly. Because basically every single year we pay hundreds of billions of pounds uh, for on damage control and the relief f for climate change driven uh, extreme weather conditions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, the uh, storm Eunice? Eunice. Eunice, yeah. Mm. Um, it cost like the damage it, it did damages for over th uh, thir 300 um, million pounds then you also have the European floods that happened last year mm. that were 33 billion pounds yeah. and you also have like mm. for example the Henan floods in China that costed like 13,000 pounds yeah. you had like a, a, a few storms in, in the US that costed like 60 to 70,000 pounds that's just last year yeah. and you have like a you can have on the other hand um, a nuclear power plant that could uh, support in the UK for example the size we'll see that could support like 10% uh, of the of the population like 6 million people yeah. mm -hmm. for less than 2, two billion pounds yeah it's a va I will admit that nuclear is a valuable tool in bringing us down to net zero but the problems with the market mean that the nuclear isn't going to be utilized to its full strength essentially and the def and i do have concerns about nuclear of course because you know at the end of the day when the fuel is depleted we have to store it somewhere and that's not going to go away for tens of thousands of years i was going to say that is concerning you yeah. know when you create things like okay well i think we first sort of started thinking about this with plastic mm. with things that sort of outlive our existence mm -hmm. sort yeah. of you know thinking that so many years in the future you're going to have a generation which you know has to deal with the nuclear waste produced today you know it with such long lasting repercussions of using such things yeah. consequences 
can you even communicate to you know whatever society is going to be living in the future you know that this is dangerous and we shouldn't use this because we we have no way of predicting what happens in the next well 10 years yeah, even exactly. now <laughs> so it's i mean most of the storages of nuclear waste are it's it's a it's a, i'm going to i'm just i'm just going to read some quotes uh, the first one is from the attitudes towards radioactive waste that was a survey by uh, ordered by the uh, directorate uh, director general for energy and transportation by the european commission in 2008 uh, it said that first of all 8 out of 10 respondents wrongfully believe that all radioactive waste is very dangerous about 79% Next, 74% of respondents consider the disposal of low-level radioactive waste to be very risky, and 71% uh, perceive the same high level of risk for the transportation of the type of waste. Whereas you have like the World Nuclear Association, you have uh, that it, and on a statement that is backed by the UN by UN commissions saying that safe methods for the uh, for final disposal of high-level radioactive waste are proven are technically proven uh, and the international consensus uh, despite what people believe is that geological disposals is a very good and a very safe option mm. so we have effective methods of dealing we do with have waste. yeah so we are basically putting we're, what we do with nuclear waste we're just basically returning it we just take it out of this kind of the same place that we put it back in but it's going to be radioactively active, which means it's going yeah. to be emitting particles. It's been re it's been like any any uranium. It's it's always uh, emi it's emitting. Yeah. And what happens and when it, what happens when storage goes wrong? Which is what I, I what I was alluding to earlier, with the fact that we don't have comprehensive studies for Chernobyl per se. A very a very real and very sort of a good opportunity to sort of learn about how low level contamination can affect people the data for that basically doesn't exist in any consensus in any concise way there have been zero there have been zero multinational studies onto the effects of chernobyl over the lifetime that it's happened but isn't that less about the storage and that's just a failure yeah but failures that's, can still happen that's, that's yeah but, but failures can happen anything well failures can happen anything but it's an unknown failure that's could happen but but you nuclear so. energy I mean, is still a very new source of energy that's why it's still getting learned it is new, but this was this was an opportunity to learn, and I think we quite have learned frankly, from it. We haven't learned everything. I mean, you can safety you measures can, have you can been very you can government. very you can just blame uh, a communism for that or training. It's like or training. Than that. It, it's. I mean, <laughs> blame Joe. To be fair, like during during communist like in communist countries, there was a lot of science being done. But when things like this happened, when things just went wrong no one really wanted to to admit to that and if you well, start no, if not. you start researching it you're like i mean yeah i definitely have to bleep but it is it it is more complicated than all of this so um the f god i just lost the point in my head um should we take a break maybe i don't know cuz <laughs> i'm getting really hot <laughs> Move on to fusion, I think. Yes, we can move on to fusion. Yeah, yeah, sure. Good? Yeah. Yeah. And we talked quite a lot. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I, for a second, I thought it would actually stop. Exactly it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, stop. Yeah, I didn't because I, I thought it was like an interesting bit of a story. Uh, do you, 
and uh yeah basically i don't know if you if you saw it on the news but mm-hmm. ukraine is saying that russian soldiers are um leaving because of the radiation dosage that we that they got in in uh chernobyl, in chernobyl. Mm. at least they're at least they're surrendering chernobyl for that reason mm. which for me is like that's a little bit bs it's it's a bs it's for sure you BS. know they kept they kept the plow, power plant on basically after ukraine became independent it was still they were still running it yeah until yeah. 2002 yeah i think so because you know they're they were completely broke. They had about maybe 7 million people to give benefits to who had been affected by the radiation. And the West basically strong-armed them and said, well, we're not going to give you any of your aid money unless you shut down the plant and let us build Western-style nuclear plant in its place. And so it was, yeah, that the West basically just sort of forced them to sort of go without this thing that was basically keeping a lot of people alive because of the money it created during the collapse of the economy it was so interesting because like people were still living in that area and yeah. no one no, none of them was actually exposed to too much radiation well they were exposed but they they were exposed but not exposed to too they much kept, they kept exposed picking to radiation when you eat a banana yeah they kept picking say, fruit off it? the it's trees they kept fishing in it's the river uh, because they was you they had nothing else to eat my babysitter was um in the area Cracky. Of uh, well, not direct area. Hmm? Right. No, the babysitter just was getting paid benefits for being affected by some amount of radiation. Yeah, as well, it was really funny because <laughs> my babysitter explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> was she babysitting while she was there? <laughs> <laughs> what? Was she babysitting while she was there? Are you? No. <laughs> yeah, is that, is, no, is that why? Is that is is that, is that why I have a huge penis? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have this recorded. D- damn it! <laughs> <laughs> At least there's some good things to radiate. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Hulk. Well, I became Hulk, but in a different way. <laughs> I'm hung. I'm hung. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could say the radiation really makes people hung. There's an interesting story as well about the um. You know the Sami people in sort of like northern Scandinavia, the sort of like indigenous people. Yeah. What about what about <clears throat> um, the people? Basically, in Norway, after the after Chernobyl happened, they raised the the sort of allowed threshold for radioactive contam- contamination for reindeer meat to six thousand becquerels, which is like very yeah. high, because they you know feared that the reindeer market would like collapse in on itself. But they had sort of forgotten to sort of account for these Sami people who basically spent spent their whole life sort of with reindeer, sort of rearing them mm-hmm. and sort of like they would use them for like clothes and like shoes and like food and everything. It was like this part of their it's part of their life cycle basically. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened after that was that the Norwegian government would sort of came in and had to sort of like take they they had the right to sort of take their reindeer and sort of destroy them because they were contaminated. And it's sort of exposed a riff between the communities that's basically their way of life was sort of not made room for and they were sort of unsure whether that everything was fine because they raised the becquerel limit so high and whether that something was actually wrong because they were taking the reindeer and just drawing them but you know it's interesting to hear about this but obviously yeah. i wouldn't say this goes against uh nuclear using nuclear energy yeah. because you have plenty of examples of countries like starting wars over yeah. like fossil fuels oil 
like to this day it is one of the <laughs> strongest fucking political <laughs> political um yeah sort of influ- influences yeah and that's really the sort of point i was i was getting to about it is yeah. that people scientists like to look at maybe chernobyl and nuclear energy in such a sort of engineering specific way yeah that sort of disregards the fact that you know nuclear energy can mean more to people and nations mm-hmm. it can be sort of but also can create jobs it can yeah. create opportunity it, it can, can be hits. sort of a lifeline it can be nationalism it can be the movement yeah. for democracy it could be for native rights which all happened in ukraine it was sort of nuclear energy plays such an important kind of piece of the story and it's sort of independence and it's sort of post independence immediately after like years mm-hmm. it's so crazy how the human mind works because like if it's something like this at this scale something like a, a catastrophe this scale happens yeah like people care more than than some when things just um happen over a longer period yeah. of time yeah. Yeah. because it has direct you know people think what if it was me and it no it's direct immediate impact yeah yeah what if i was there because like yeah because like basically they there have been even the, the the people who've died there's been 32 people who've died due to um like as a direct yeah consequence of the uh, radiation of not of the wow. radiation of the of the blast well, and and the and the so they see 30 30 30 or 31 died due to due to the direct blast yeah uh but then there was one in Fukushima yeah. who died uh, radiation after poison. radiation, yeah, like exactly. eight years afterwards. But a lot of, no, but I mean in Chernobyl a lot. Of, I know that teams, like documentary teams and news teams went in there and yeah, yeah. very few, very, like a lot of people were affected by the radiation. And a lot of them died. And we'll 30 never, people. We'll never know. No, not 30 people. Like there was a team at least of 15 that I know of there are about my friends there were they the 15 of the 30 and there yeah. are about 100,000 people they sent in to clean up the place as well and ultimately it's like I'm saying we will never know the true death toll of Shinobi. most of the people who've been sent they I mean depends on what kind of teams they were the people who built the the main uh, sarcophagus 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 yeah. right now those are those people are being kept they are also uh, like the I'm pretty sure that the um, in the insurance kind of covers also like uh, if if something that could be induced from radiation happens to them, so these people are taken care of. Um, the only people that we really don't know is like the first respondents, but I don't I don't think when it comes to a catastrophe, when it comes to something like this, um, anyone like the first reaction of anyone is just yeah, let me just start a, a research on that on these people. Because like it still it I mean, still was, is a little uh, bit uh, of a shock. It, people can underestimate the effect of it over time. I feel like we need to really look yeah. at the bi- like health implicate like how yeah. does radiation hurt you exactly. In fact, we we did a similar thing to, for the victims of the atomic bomb in Japan. There was a lifetime study, and we learned a lot from that. And that was set up immediately afterwards and followed people over a lifetime. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that never happened for Chernobyl in any sort of significant way, and that's why the death toll ranges. In fact, the UN report that you know the 4000 figure that was mentioned Takes earlier book and pencil in fact <laughs> <laughs> that that number was chosen specifically by a um atomic energy consultant in austria because you know they wanted to sort of give the impression that the that it was completely safe 
you know, they didn't want to cause like alarmism, which is what the sort of KGB mm. what, tried to sort of prevent in the initial sort of days of the explosion. So instead of... Yeah, the, but that report was... I think the, f- the first time that they, they said 4,000 people might be affected was in 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was the, that was the report. So basically, it's, it's been... It, from, from At that point, it's been like, what, almost 20 years? Yeah. So was the, yeah that's alarmism the, like I don't think that's such a was it such a big consideration I don't time. yeah it, yeah it was the UN report could have been a sort of an opportunity to sort of reconcile with these sort of communities that have been hurt by sort of you know the misinformation from their own governments mm-hmm. but instead it was just used by you know the pro nuclear lobby to basically just sort of strong arm um, Ukraine out of sort of uh, to force sort of market austerity on them because they felt that they were being too generous with their sort of social welfare program. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Do you guys want to go out for a bit, get some fresh yeah. air? Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> Let's go. I'm kind of hungry. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen on air. <laughs> yeah, yes, it did. I'm starting up. Jack Fusion. Good dog. So what? How are we gonna do this? We're gonna talk about fusion first. Yeah. Let's talk about fusion. fusion. Then free for all. Uh, fu- yeah. Fusion? What is fusion? It's it's the it's the love what language. Is? It's fusion. the love language. It's the holy grail no, 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 of no. clean renewable energy. Yeah, no. The, the yes, it is. The, it's the, the, the it's the, the love oh, language yeah. of the of the stars. Thank you. It's the love language Bro. of the atoms and the stars. Yeah, we're in it, but. I guess there's another way. I can put the mic close to me now. The holy the holy grail. It's how renewable energy, aka how the love language search? of the stars. Fusion is the goal, or baby. Do you want to fuse your atoms with me? Do you want to? Wait, what the? How is my microphone so. Hey, you want to fuse your helium atoms with me? God. Do you want to fuse hydrogen? Let's Stop make it. helium. Let's make helium. Let's make helium. Let's make helium together. Damn, that's a such a. That's such Let a, me run that's out of helium. Such a is bad uh, pickup line. Are you are you hydrogen? Why? Because I want to fuse with you and make helium. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what this was. Someone in the walls. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Joe really gets off to those science jokes. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That was not me. <laughs> I want to make some energy. <laughs> um. Can you can you open up notes or something? Because I want to like on on the Mac. I think the Mac is a lost cause at this point. It's just fucked. We're not talking about the company like Apple in general. We're talking about like we have a uh, computer that is not connected to the internet for some reason. Notes don't need no connection to internet. Never mind. Sync with iCloud. What? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Notes. Ah, Welcome to the internet of shit. Everything has to be online. Cancel. Good luck, Bozo. The internet of things. All right, we have 20 minutes. Psychopaths by Stephanie DeBurito. Ben, look at all this. Oh, you got a little note or something. Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, How do I make my new... uh, How do I make new one? Make new. What are, we do, what, are we what are you typing here, man? You crazy? I'm recording my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> don't you already have your thoughts? It's kind of it's kind of hard for you to record something. I'm doing you a don't written have. podcast. That's why there's nothing in the notes That's right now. That's exactly <laughs> why there's nothing. In <laughs> yeah, you guys crazy. It's a blank slate, just like my mind. 
I mean, a dear Brian. Who said who said that we are dear born? Brian. Dill Braeburn. <laughs> Dill Braeburn. <laughs> All right. Tell us about fusion. Fusion. Are we what, wrong? What is as what I said fusion? is the holy grail of clean renewable energy, because it's the opposite of fission. So it's the fusing and amalgamation of two atoms. But because you're fusing two together, you're not actually having any waste source. And through this energy, because the atoms have to undergo a lot of energy, which is dictated by um, Coulomb's barrier for specific atoms. Mm -hmm. Once this energy is passed, once this is reached, the two atoms can fuse together, which makes it more stable, and the release of immense amounts of energy. Is it protons or atoms? I thought it was protons. Because you can have proton fusion, and you have neutron fusion, You have, which is why you have neutron stars. But nuclear fusion. Nuclear fusion. Is that is atomic level atom. or like subatomic level? Atomic. atomic. I assume it's atomic. So like atomic because you have you have helium. It's, two it's, heliums make hy- uh, two hydrogen. Two hydrogens yeah. make helium. But each hydrogen is just a proton. No, and it has then a, then it has no, it has a proton. And it has a but like subatomic sub- has a proton you, and a neutron, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. It has a proton yeah. and a, and a neutron. That's a deuterium. Proton and electron. Yeah. The deuterium. Yeah. That's a nice isotope. Hydrogen has like three main isotopes. Yeah. Hydrogen, tritium. Yeah. And so. Yeah, if you if you put like two neutron, if you put like one, it becomes deuterium. If you put two, so they decay in like faster than you can even think. Essentially, uh, yes. except in the on the moon. Given enough, <laughs> given on the moon, I guess. on the moon they're made. Yeah, on the moon you, you have a you have a significant amount of tritium. One of the reasons why we want to go to the moon, steal the is, moon, is steal that tritium steal the moon. and use it and use it to make. Uh, for f- for fusion, but if, but yeah. if it decays uh, quickly, how would we bring it back? Right, let me tell you a story real quick um, about the, this. The, the, all the jokes about that's stealing the conundrum. The challenge. Tell all the jokes about stealing the moon. So Dimitar recently thought it was a good idea to get a haircut. Oh no! <laughs> and he had very nice, luscious hair. Yes. Uh. He looked like he looked brilliant. He's like, okay, one day, Dima, I'm gonna do it. That's why. And I, I'm just there. I'm sleeping. It's my sleeping day. I get FaceTimed out of nowhere. And I swear to God, I pick it up because I realize it's Demi calling after the haircut. So probably something happened. And I pick up and it's a literal guru <laughs> responding to me going, look at this. Because they they give him a cut of like the same length of probably a couple millimeter. Well, yeah, it's, well, a number, a, it's a number five. It's a number five all over yeah. his head. They asked me. So basically, I just wanted to like have a little bit of a trim. Like I wanted to have a, a number three on the side and then some like a, 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 just a trim on the top, like at least three fingers le- three fingers worth of hair left. And the way he said it, something is that you get a razor. Something got <laughs> no, lost no, no, no. in communication. And, and then and then, and then the, the barber was like, do you want me to just show you a five? I think the five is gonna is gonna be really good on you. And I was like, I, I think five is 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 not enough. And she was like, no, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna show you. And I and I, I thought she was gonna show me on the side. 
But no, she went directly in down the, the middle, middle. Yes. down the in middle. The so when and uh, I, I was oof. just shocked. <clears throat> I, that was probably one of the most traumatic, traumatic events in my entire life. Damn, I have, I had a. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, now you know. He looks like a hairy meat. You do look like a uh, Gru. We Maybe. can we can make uh, jokes about uh, stealing the moon. Yes, I mean. Uh, would that uh, make uh, us his minions? Don't tell me. Don't I'm going to steal the moon mm, and exactly. steal your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's already been done. We oh! <laughs> been there, done that. Oh, yeah. So basically for, for all of our viewers who... <laughs> <laughs> don't get into this. this we have a lot too much. This, we have 15 that, minutes of studio time, That was, a, that was a nuclear fission and then another fusion. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the helium decided, you know, uh, I don't like this bear. <laughs> the helium just wasn't working so the hydrogen yeah. split and they <laughs> found another hydrogen the temperature was not high enough to like keep them together oh, right but so, but so to bring us back on track is yes. uh, given certain conditions of temperature and pressure what happens in the sun actually is that you have hydrogen uh, fusing and producing helium which ca- is counteracted well which counteracts the gravity of the sun pressing in on itself so yes. you have this constant balance of its own weight pressing towards the center and the fusion energy released from the uh, you know the heat the pressure pushing virtually pushing these things into each other and you know fusing hydrogen to helium and once hydrogen burns out you have you'll like in some amount of billion of years 10 billion i think it was for five. hours hours well it's no it's it's halfway through its cycle so, so it's it, it will be 10 billion in yes. one in one billion years it's, Our it's sun at least. going to start to fuse uh, helium into yeah. heavier elements, yes. and then and then at some point it's gonna reach uh, a, a, like a point where it which is iron, you, which at that no, point it's not gonna it's not gonna reach. It's, iron. Going, it's, it's going to reach. It's iron, not. No? It's not. It's not. It's not. More, more, more the not more the main stars. sequence stars. Yeah, uh, the main sequence stars aren't really the main sequence. The stars. the ones that are like way more powerful mm-hmm. uh, they, reach. they reach it, yeah, but okay. but the sun the sun is probably not gonna reach that. It's gonna it's gonna reach probably silica. And then afterwards, yeah. mm-hmm. afterwards, it's just it's just not going to be able to produce enough energy to sustain the gravitational pull. But iron is usually the like ending point. It's of the ending fusion. point, any yeah. point of fusion for very very massive stars. Yes. Just because any point massive. past iron isn't efficient enough to cause fusion. Yeah. But see, so you have the energy of the of the sun at the top, at the palm of your hand. And that's it's, and it's you can you can run sixty kettles. You crazy Spider Man, man! Our artificial sun. You can with an artificial with the light, with the the best inter- artificial sun we've done on the on on Earth. We can we can power sixty kettles. You want about the one in China? Uh, nope, I'm referring to the kettle one kettle or like I'm referring kettle. To the, oh, kettle. Okay, good. As in like, British tea. How yes. do you the power fill all the way up I, when you want to make am, one cup of tea? I'm referring to the <laughs> I'm referring to the jet fusion reactor which is in Oxfordshire and this year it broke the record for the longest sustained fusion reaction which is five seconds that's pretty cool I think good job us and what about that one in China the artificial sun they're going crazy they're just making in January yeah January 2022 that was was, oh tell me about uh, it so in January 2022 China broke the record for the longest high Oh, temperatures. Temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the it reached around seventy million degrees. Yeah, and, Jesus. And it was sustained for. That's I think it was about no star. It, yeah, it was over, over, Kelvin? yeah, over fifteen minutes, <laughs> over fifteen minutes that it was able to maintain 
70 million degrees. That's impressive. Yeah, that really is impressive. Uh, yeah, I think it costs like one trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's see. You can you can tell how this sort of investments would be really expensive. Like it's yeah, really difficult really to maintain. Yeah, that's five and then you times. Have the ether. I think that's five times the temperature of the sun. And they just made yeah. the glorified sort of heater, didn't they? Essentially, Basically, yeah, because they didn't get. <laughs> Once we bring pressure into it, they, we could actually create I fusion. A, I don't think they had uh, energy output. In that experiment, I don't. No, think I don't think so. I think he was literally I, just trying yeah. to reach as high temperature as possible, which is a very impressive. Yeah, if you, is, for like, this, for now, yes. Yeah. Because like that's the temperatures you would want to reach. That, that, not really, but you would want to reach like about fifty thousand. Or the uh, higher temperature you get million. to, you, the less pressure you need. Yeah, and that's, that's something that's sustainable because and we have higher temperatures a little bit more. I mean, depends how you do it because, like for example, in the way they're doing it in France, they're not going to reach that those high temperatures because they're really good at magnets and they're really good at just making sure it stays where it's supposed to stay. They're making sure it's kind of not pressurized, but the, yeah, they kind of is they kind of is pressurized. The, the entire uh, it's going to be uh, a circle. Um, just a, a, a circle in which the the plasma kind of uh, moves around and behaves and, d- and does its thing. Uh, but the, the reason for it is because France and like all of the countries that that support the ITER project there, mm-hmm. uh, all of these countries are also part of, of CERN. Mm-hmm. And so being part of CERN, this is those are the best magnets we've ever made. Yeah. So you have you have the same kind of like almost the same uh researchers who've made the best magnets work work on this thing and they're really able to just keep the temperature lower because of the magnets they're using Mm -hmm. but it's really impressive what the chinese did because the temp these kinds of temperature require such incredible materials like the material science because behind all of this is just it's just shout out to material science yeah shout out to material science it's called a metallurgy material you know what i'm saying yeah I mean, to be fair, I, I kind of, I'm not really sure that is that there's ever gonna be a time in human history or in human future for that, for, for that sense, um, in which we're gonna be using mainly uh, renewables, because like I do believe that in the next don't think ten to, to twenty years, yeah, in the next ten to twenty years, we are. I'm pretty sure we're gonna be able to see the first uh, generation of commercial fusion reactors well that's that's renewable and isn't it it anything? is fusion it is, is renewable to, yeah but, um, but you're not gonna have like the hydro and and all of these because well, no, yeah. it, so, it, so, it takes a lot of fusion it. is renewable yeah it is but, but i mean the, the ones that we I mean like hydro and like hydro solar and solar stuff like that wind, yeah, uh, wind. nature power so, so you don't say. think nature renewable power. energy will be done i i well the issue is the issue here just is just not the renewable energies we're using right now. Because you would need to first uh, develop all of the batteries that you need to develop to sustain the 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 current renewable energies that in renewable sources that we have. That's gonna take you a while. Then you have to implement them, build the centers that are gonna uh, like battery centers that are gonna um, just hold all of that energy, and then if you want to kind of reverse climate change you would have to build captured capturing devices and capturing uh, machines like mm-hmm. carbon capture technology which is also an inc- a very big investment i think uh, if if we want to reverse climate change we will have to invest 
10 trillion uh, dollars a year. 10 trillion? That's a new number. Is that a real number? You're not just pulling on my leg. No, that's half of US budget. Uh, Half of US budget? You mean trillion? US. Trillion. (laughs) (laughs) Trillion? Yeah. You mean trillion? Yeah. It's the same thing. No, it's not. We're making fun of international accents, are we? This is the most British thing you've seen. Sorry. No, I was just really confused when. When he said thrillion, and he said yeah, so he I was like, "What? How? Large do you actually is mean? That? Do you actually mean thrillion? <laughs> I can't actually imagine. <laughs> God damn it! It's it happens. It happens. So let's have a let's have a vote. Vote nuclear about what? energy, nuclear fission. Shall we say for now? Fission. Okay. Yes or no? Let's go to let's make it around the around the circle. Okay. Dimitar. Triple the investment. Yes. Okay. If they can implement enough safety factors, yes. Okay. Have already. There you go then. Yes. <laughs> it's not your turn. You do not have the talking Two in favor now. What do you? What do you think? What's your? What's your take? And it doesn't have to be yes and yes or no. You can. Nuclear is a tool for decarbonization. Uh, it's very inefficient to build in the free market, but a completely different approach to central planning and energy management could make it viable. So. Okay. Yes, with a big asterisk. With a big asterisk. Yeah. Fair enough. I think it's one of the best energy sources that we currently can have. <laughs> the best. The best. Probably the best right now. Probably the best. I, I mean, mean, it's the most efficient. It's yes. arguable. Like, obviously, yes. you can put in uh, put in a lot of mess. Oh, put in a lot. Oh, speaking Think is difficult it. today. Think about it. Yes. It is. It is. <laughs> The Eastern European. It is twenty-one fifty-four right now. So fifty-five. <laughs> now it's, now it's fifty-four. Um, okay. Obviously, with a lot of investment, you can make anything quite efficient. Yes. You can argue that um, a lot of the combustion engines that we have could be more efficient. But then, in terms of how much waste we produce, and if indeed we implement good safety strategies and we manage our waste well, which we know we can do with nuclear energy, it, nuclear energy is sort of the utopian view of energy production for fusion me. is fusion definitely F- fusion definitely is fusion is just a stepping stone but i think it's very <laughs> difficult to implement there was, actually, there was actually a quote from um lenin that informed a lot of the russia's sort of nuclearization it was uh communism is soviet power plus the electrification of the country which mm-hmm. is just um that was something that sort of informed their sort of drive for nuclear which i thought was i think this needs chipping. to happen a bit more a bit quicker like you had the oh, what was the new thing it was called? happening very fast we can't build communism. quick enough we can't but build we're not right now not really yeah. I mean, but we don't need there so are many a few, of them I mean there is China which is like wow yeah but them. but they've been but they've the, 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 the thing they've been doing is they've been developing uh, their know-how to, to kind of build these kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, reactors so for, for them right now it's just games but for for the games. for the west yeah, for the West, we have to. We actually rely on either we have we build smaller nuclear power plants, or we really like we rely on China and Russia to build our own nuclear power plants. What was the meeting happening in Cornwall this summer? I forget the G. Uh, the COP twenty six. Yes. No, that was the COP twenty six was in Glasgow. Yeah, the it was G, in Glasgow. The G seven was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the G seven. Yeah. And then we also had another. We had David, David Attenborough talk about the environment and how that. That was in COP twenty six. That was in COP twenty six. Yeah. That was, that was in Glasgow. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Glasgow one. It's, it's one thing where you talk about it and weigh up the positives and negatives, but I do think that this is something that 
can really help us decarbonize and reduce output. But there's a lot of people out there that think that, well, this is just another part of uh, the long Earth cycle of climate change because it's always been a way of well, yeah, eighty million years ago for sure. It's, yeah, no, it was the same. And that's but the you thing. We like are in the middle of a cycle. Different... Like we are currently experiencing cyclical climate change but at the same time but you it's can't not deny really cyclical what they what most of most most of the deniers are referring to is the sun cycle but the the thing is mm. 80 millions ago what happened there were volcanic activity there isn't any like there isn't any uh there is volcanic activity there's ago, a bunch of studies currently that is, show, uh, that is talking about the cyclical sort of nature of how climate has what changed throughout the past and even if there is what i'm saying is even if there is a change right now that's happening due to, say, call it natural causes, we are sure as hell accelerating it quite. We are making. We're not like the the thing is, yes, what what humans are producing is just a small percentage of what the nuclear of what the carbon output of the Earth is, mm-hmm. but it's enough to destabilize yeah. the yeah. E- the systems. Well, we're assuming that what people are saying when the earth goes through cyclical motions of heating up and cooling down is that they're actually correct and they know what they're talking about which but we, this, thing, sure this thing mainly happens during the switch of of the polar of the uh, poles we are, of the magnetic poles yeah, we are just going into a, a higher solar activity yeah we are going to so it's some, going into it right most now. of most of the people who actually talk about these kind of things they're not talking about like just the earth heating up on its own they're talking about like the the sun is so much more powerful which is not really because even though it's in a it's in a cycle that cycle is not from any point of view more interesting or more aggressive or whatever Mm. it's just a it's just sun cycle cycle. yeah how about what's the smallest application of nuclear like reactors that we can possibly think of for the future like instead like uh, on top of like individual cars nuclear like, submarines are pretty, they already have pretty much that nuclear already spacecraft. no but like yeah most spacecraft are can like you that. imagine a nuclear fission like nuclear reactor powered earphone car earphone <laughs> yes let's go earphone i mean car yeah you have the, the, the mars rovers car, so basically yes. yeah you could oh, have a car that is interesting yeah yeah it's interesting that, that the space nuclear. industry is well consumes so much in terms of not really it's just investment it's just a, a and energy it's, it's very so energy fraction, intensive fractions of other industries mm-hmm. but i think yeah, it's, it's gonna definitely be one of the leading I mean, we do want to build a shit ton of nuclear power plants on the moon if we go to the moon, or even <laughs> even on Mars, because it's it's the most destroying. How are you going to get the energy opposite. from there? Huh? How are you going to get? How are you going to transport energy from the, the main moon? Tread the main issue. You want to run? <laughs> just generate. The main issue the has been, cord. especially with yeah. the moon, has <laughs> yeah. been water. Mm-hmm. That issue we don't have with with Mars because on Mars we do have water. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, on on the moon we might the our better. The, the better option might be f- uh, fusion energy because we have s- so much more uh, isotopes on the moon that, w- that have been built by the sun's influence on the moon and the moon that is that does not have atmosphere to protect itself. That will have... Okay, we do need to wrap up, but yeah. there's a lot of things that could be considered for like... Of course. Safety yeah. precautions for the moon because the radiation environment is going to be entirely different on its own. Um, but I think... I mean, now when it comes to like building this kind of thing, just by live, just when you live in those conditions. <laughs> right. Shall we um, wrap up? 
Yeah. Yep. yeah. Let's go. Thank you very much for listening to what we've had to say today. It's been a bit, a little bit chaotic, but uh, it's been a, it's been an alright one. It's been alright. Yeah. Yeah. When are we going to minutes. be back? Well, yeah. let's hope to get in. Let's get. Well, we're going to be gone for another three weeks. <laughs> 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 it's Easter break. I'm sorry, we can't do anything. Hmm. There's a question. Would you guys be interested in us doing a live event? Where we just like talk to you live. Answer now or forever hold your An- silence. Answer on our on our email. <laughs> Two AM Stem Podcast at gmail I mean, We already hang out we with our friends. And we talk. We to have them, an email. So. <laughs> oh, I've yeah. set up an email because we had to set up an email for YouTube. I believe. Oh right. Yeah, two, so 2am stem podcast at gmail.com I don't think any capital we'll just give us a message they're all the lowercase okay. it's all lowercase it's give us a message to the account or to one of us you know specifically yeah. number two yes keep the two lowercase yeah. two, <laughs> two, two of a number don't press shift when you're when you're putting the two don't worry anyway don't worry I'm writing the email not him yeah you're gonna do your bit are you finished are you fully finished do it Thank you very much for listening. Grift out. <laughs> <laughs> of course. There we go. Yeah. See you guys.